This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is Seven two seven back. The show still on the air? Still is. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, you wouldn't know that because you haven't been here for what seventeen weeks. Seventeen weeks. That's right. Seventeen weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought I had it down pretty close. We did everything we could to drive this thing into the ground, <laughs> and they still let us come back. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I, I was thinking, we our our last day before uh, our our break was December fifteenth. You have returned on January 9th. That is nearly a month. Amazing. Nearly a month. With I mean, so almost I missed, three weeks, like two and a half weeks of vacation and then a week I, and, of And, you know, as much sickness. as I, I would obviously be beat up on, and I expect that on this program. Sure, of uh, course. I only missed three more shows than you guys did. <laughs> I missed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last week. And Friday. And Friday. That's you four. do the Pat and Sue show on Fridays now? Wow, that's huge no, development. Wow, huge Stu. development that we've but got we, a new extra we day. We did the Glenn Beck radio program <laughs> But we're talking about the Pat and Stu show. Right. Well, I'm talking about all of it, my friends. We're talking about all of it. It sucked, man. I, I wouldn't swear that. Oh, that, that I, on flu of, that was going around or whatever oh, it was. You had it, too. Huh? I had it, too, early oh. on in the, vac- in the vacation. I, I was starting to get really sick when we went to... So uh, <laughs> a lot of people have said that uh, on the return flight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not usually on the way in. But it was uh, nasty. Uh, I mean, I was in bed and I, I don't usually stay in bed when I'm sick. And I was yeah. just so miserable. I just laid there. I mean, I went this past week and a half has been uh, in, in the in the uh, in the stew household has been uh, one not to fun. behold. I mean, I, did it start with the kids or no? It started with me no. on um, Saturday. Uh, so uh, over a week ago, Saturday, uh, really on Sunday is when it really started kicking in. And I was that was that that first day that they had the uh, the final week of the NFL season, and I was mm. like, 
supposed to do stuff and supposed to go all over the place and, and just I just couldn't I felt terrible. Mm. So I'm like I'll I'll relax all day and I'll bounce back tomorrow. Next day horrible worse on Monday. So then we come back from work on Tuesday. I'm out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and not until like halfway through Saturday do I like start feeling a little bit better. And then Sunday I actually leave the home for the first time. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, legitimately in my guest room, which I, I quarantined myself for an entire week, I was bored out of my mind. While that happened, my son uh, got sick, strep throat. Oh, man. Uh, so that was good. So I'm in the, I have the flu. He's got strep throat. My daughter has a fever, gets called home from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife makes it all the way until two days ago saying, Wow, this is amazing. I made it through this. I can't believe I've made it through it in this house. This is incredible. Now she's completely gone with strep. She is oh, too. So geez. she is completely debilitated today while I'm back at work. She's a total disaster. Uh, we are, I mean, it's honestly, I had the thought about halfway through this week of like, you can see how there are lost cities on the planet. Because like, this just ravaged our household for an entire week with you know mm-hmm. a minor disease. You get a nasty thing without real advancements in med- medicine, you lose cities. And then all well, of a sudden, there's a bunch of buildings with no people around. <laughs> it get, happens that easily. You get Columbus bringing smallpox blankets into a, a society, and you see where that gets <laughs> you. You aren't lying. Genocide of an entire race of people. I don't think that's where I was going, per, per se. But I, I and there's something there, yeah. Uh, so that was a tough week, and uh, yeah. thank you for holding that yes. for time. Yes. I, I definitely yeah. appreciate it. So Glenn actually uh, missed some time as well, I heard. Did he? Uh, so what did he? What well, happened? Yeah, he, was, he moved. He moved in the chair, he moved and he should not chair. have done that. Uh, we all know that when he sits yeah, we've down. we told him to sit in the chair and just he needs sit. To immobilize him. So we get back on, <laughs> it was last Tuesday, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. And so one hour into the show, he moved. And uh, it was over. His back was. Oh God! Uh, I, mean, I didn't God. know why he came in. He like, should have pulled this. He told you he shouldn't this, have moved. Was that on the air? Moved. That he moved? And no, I mean, no, he was off the air. Fortunately, no. when he moved. The top of the and uh, and then he had to be helped from the studio, and uh, <laughs> had to go to the doctor get an injection. And then he was did the show from home. And then I he heard? did the show Is from home day? the next day. Man. And then he was finally back on Thursday. So this is it, was, it was quite a week. I, it's amazing that like Jeffy's like the most healthy one out of all <laughs> of us. It's like here's a guy with, as we've stated many times, a civil war of venereal mm-hmm. diseases right. going on inside right. him at all times, keeping everything in balance. And uh, <laughs> and you <laughs> just keep work. chugging, man. Just keep plugging he's along, gonna, baby. I mean, first of all, he's obviously mm-hmm. the oldest. He's, mm-hmm. But he's going to outlive us all. Mm-hmm. He's got a freaking out. This so he's guy, like a cockroach. He just can't I be. Thought- I think he can't be killed. That's, I actually thought about getting the flu shot this year, but I heard reports that a lot of people, uh, numerous amounts of people, were getting sick um, from the flu from shot. From the flu shot. Now I know they tell you that you can, and, yeah, it's possible. and some people do once in a while. But I've been hearing more reports than usual of people getting sick from. Well, my so wife I, was quick uh, to uh, remind me about the time when we were at Target, and she said you should get the flu shot, and I was like, ah, I'll get it later, and then never did it. She was made. She made sure that she reminded me. Uh, that uh, yeah, I blew that ugly. off. Apparently, thank you for that. That's an ugly. That's an ugly. That's a uh, that's a wonderful shot. Thank you for that. That's an ugly shot. So, uh, it's basically nice. what happened. So blood <laughs> was shooting from every week. every orifice, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not into the flu shot thing. I, I don't. Yeah, I know you're not a big guy, but I, I usually do get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, usually. Yeah. Of course, this is the one year I didn't get it. 
Um, and it was not because I right. was like, I'm not going to get it this year. Or I saw any reports. I was just like, you know, I never got around to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when when I had the opportunity, we were at uh, Target or CVS or something. Where you can get and, it for free. Right. They line. have it for free. But, you know, that we were with the kids, and I was like, I'm not going to sit in a line mm-hmm. and wait 15 minutes while the kids are, you know, ah, I'll get it next time. And then, of course, next time never did come, did it? No. So it was a nice week. I mean, complete, completely out. Now, I will, say that, I will say that the plague does have uh, a diet benefit to it. It does, Jeffy. Thank yeah. you Man. for this. this uh, I lost 14 pounds. During, now, I gained it all back, I think, already. But I think I lost 14 pounds during that week. I did the reverse. I gained it all beforehand. <laughs> that worked and out lost. Nicely. And you might say, look, you look <laughs> just as stupid and fat as you did before. And that's because I gained like nice. 20 pounds and I lost them. I don't know how yeah. much. I didn't weigh, plague, I didn't weigh myself. The plague could have only lasted four more days. Seriously, it's a good diet, man. I mean, it is. Because I wasn't throwing up or anything. I just didn't feel like eating. Yep. It, I was yeah. so miserable. I just, I mean, I had a few bites of food and then I was done. Yep. Done. And I didn't have any desire for ice cream or any of that stuff. Nope. Which sadly has gone away. That really? You now like ice cream again? Yeah, I, I like it again. So I will say it's been a long time. That addiction sneaks a, up on you. Yeah, it does. The ice cream addiction? It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time without a, a good spoon segment, man. I've missed them. Uh, yeah, you know. we, we did one last week, and, and it was uh, oh, it was bad. potato chi- chocolate covered potato chips. Okay, which was pretty good. Yeah. Lay's chocolate covered potato chips. Oh, and you know we should probably apologize too, maybe a little bit. Because uh, it was Marissa's fault. The the clump yeah, of it came out in a in a clump. <laughs> and we were thinking that they needed to, <laughs> like, the shipping process. Well, needed this to be... is, well, we found out later it was our producer Marissa's uh, issue because she put it at the floorboard, I guess, on her car, which had a heater blowing right on it. And you so mean like all was, other cars? Yes. Okay. But <laughs> but she had them blowing right onto the potato chips, okay. so which maybe, superheated them and caused them to wind up in a melted clump of potato buyer, chips. Buyer issue. Now so you're that. saying this is a uh, Marissa operator error yeah, rather absolutely. than the Lay's yes. Corporation? <laughs> it changed the taste, fortunately, and it was it was fine. We just broke off the clumps and ate them. The good thing is it gives so. you an excuse to eat more of them. Because That's look, true. Right. I can't, what am I going to do? Break into each individual what chip? What are you going to do? No. I'm going to take a clump. i got to take a clump. You break off a couple. Of clumps, yeah. but you need a clump. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So you got it. Well, I missed uh, doing this show. Uh, did uh, we so missed having fun. you? Uh, here. Thank you. Uh, uh, doing it with us. And we we've did. got a big uh, sporting day today uh, with the national championship game tonight, right? I, I don't really care that much about I it. I don't care either. I mean, I, mean, I really like to I see care Alabama, if lose. Alabama beats Clemson or vice versa. No, I, re- I really. I would don't. really like to see Alabama lose. I am sick of them. I, I am I, too. I'm done. I, I, I am too. But I'm not passionate about it. I don't really care in any way. And they're not going to. They're, and they're not going to. What are they, six and a half point underdogs, I think? Something like that. It's not that big of a line. It's not like the uh, next week's New England-Houston game. A 16 and a half point line in a playoff that's game. That's what happens every time they play the New England yeah. Patriots. Yeah. And it is the second, I think this, the, the big, it's the biggest or second biggest line ever. I think in Minnesota, the playoffs? Yeah, for oh, a playoff wow. game is in it history. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, I, I, I I'll can't bet they cover fa- too. Other than I'll a plane crash, too. cannot fathom a way Houston wins that game. No, I no, I can't either. And I'm I mean, a Texans fan. So. Maybe you know Brady getting hurt. You know, I mean that type of thing. But even then, I would still say they're the heavy favorite. If Jimmy Garoppolo starts that game, they're mm. still an eight-point favorite. Oh, Garoppolo wins that game <laughs> over the over the Texans. <laughs> Garoppolo without an offensive line. Yeah. I think his whole offensive line could go down, and the second string and the third. <laughs> And I think they still beat the Houston Texans. Well, I think they played in the third game of the season. And not only was it not Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo was also hurt. Right. And they had Jacoby Brissett in his first start, and they still blew them out. That's right. 
What was the score of that? We should look that up because that was. I, I was so disgusted. It was like okay. <laughs> I know it's. Uh, tough that's to why when they were, uh, what were they? Uh, they were six and two, I think, at one point in the season, and they were six and two or six and three, and they they were the worst six and three team of all time yeah, in the right, NFL. Yes. <laughs> Statistically, the worst six and three team. Yeah. And now they're a team that's also won a playoff game. Yeah. And, Again, against a team that. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. There's an asterisk, but not an asterisk. You don't have to care about asterisks <laughs> you if you win. That's what's great. But my Packers uh, won yesterday. Big time. Uh, against uh, a yeah, pretty good Giants team. and I, I think maybe the best defense uh, in the NFL. And, and they they uh, scored pretty much at will in the second half. It was nice. Always good to see the Giants lose. Um, Always. I hope to repeat uh, the fun with the, the Cowboys losing next week. I um, hope for that, too. I will be uh, rooting hard for your favorite team. Uh, Pat mm-hmm. to see this happen. No, in fact, they're not going to. Cowboys are going to win. Cowboy no, they're not. No, I, How about them Cowboys? Uh, Packers have won Packers seven straight. definitely I mean, win that game. I mean, definitely. But, I mean, I would not be surprised to see the Cowboys win. I wouldn't be surprised either way because, I mean, obviously the Cowboys routed him during the regular season. They beat him pretty bad. That's when they were playing season. very poorly. But they were playing really badly, and they're playing and a lot better. Regular season. It's not the playoffs. You know what happens right. when the playoffs come around, Pat? You can throw out the record books. <laughs> Well, actually, Thank you, you need Jeff. the record books to get into the playoffs. They're almost specific. <laughs> well, that's why can. once you get in the playoffs, though, you throw them out. Okay, once you're in the game, you can throw the record out. In almost every circumstance, that's true. You don't, the record doesn't it affect is. the game You don't really need to say it. It just mm. happens to be a fact. No. Uh, so we got that going next week. There's and then, like, of course. I was looking at the eight teams left, though. I mean, uh, Atlanta, I would like to see do something because yeah. they never do it. And I like their offense. And I, I'm, I, I'm, they're probably the team I'm rooting for most out of this. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know. But, I mean, the <laughs> NFC teams, now the Packers are exciting to watch. They'll mm-hmm. be a great team to watch, high-profile quarterback and everything else if they make the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, we, I've seen them there a couple of times, so part of me is like, all right, there they are again. But I understand, and I like that Pat's going to have a team in there, and mm-hmm. it, there's something exciting about that. The, if the freaking Seattle Seahawks or Dallas Cowboys make the Super Bowl, Especially be, against the New England oh, Patriots. It's going to be again. again. It's going to be the Patriots. Oh. And the Patriots are in, right? I mean, right. They, they're, sure. they're, they're going to win this There's week. nobody that can beat them. I mean, you know, could they think. lose to the Steelers? I think the answer to that oh, pro- maybe. probably yes. But, I mean, it's, it's, you know, they've That's got a tough. real good chance. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be the Patriots and the Cowboys. No, I don't think the, I don't think the Cowboys. Patriots and the Cowboys. I hope you're wrong. I think Bro- the, Brady, oh, God, Brady against Dak. Anybody but the Cowboys. I hope you're wrong. Any of the eight teams, even the freaking Seahawks can win before the Cowboys win. Any of the eight teams other than the Cowboys. I'm pretty optimistic for the Pack's chance at making the Super Bowl if they beat Dallas. Because, I I mean, either Seattle, they already destroyed Seattle a couple of weeks ago, 38-10. And I think they can beat... Atlanta too. So Atlanta Green Bay so would be a too. fun championship. That would be a fun championship. That would be game. fun. That's that what I'm rooting for. Atlanta Green fun. Bay and then uh, New England and, and Pittsburgh. That, that's That'd a great a, final. That's four. a great. Yeah. Game. Uh, yeah. And we might get yeah. that. We might, might actually get that. There's a lot. Of, I mean, the other four teams. I hope they never win another game. Um, <laughs> you don't mean that about the Cowboys. I mean, you're, definitely you're mean about the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily mean it about the Texans, but I don't want to see them win. You know, every once in a while, one of these teams squeaks through with like. You know, you know, this happened um, a couple of years ago with uh, the Phoenix uh, or Arizona Cardinals, um, where they um, they had they got Carson Palmer got hurt, right. and they had like a 19th mm. string quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they started off the season so, so well, great. they still got a bye, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And like you're in that division series, and you're just rolling your eyes, like there's no way they're going to beat anybody because they, you know, they, they don't they have like you know a guy who's thrown three passes. And the same thing happened with the Raiders this year. Which yeah. was really, I mean, there's a. That was a real shame. That was a real. I would have loved to see the Raiders. The Raiders that team is had exciting. A tremendous year. Yeah. yeah. 
And Derek Carr was so good this year, and then to break his leg at the end of the year just sucks. Sucks. I would have loved to see them at their best against the Texans. Of course, the Texans would have lost. So maybe I don't. Well, I wouldn't have loved to see that. No, but you would like to. I mean, but they you, probably you don't want to beat people at their worst anyway. It's not much of an accomplishment when the, when the when Houston beat De- uh, Oakland over the weekend. It's like. Well, yeah, it was yeah. just an, it was I mean, honestly, I mean, whatever. you want to talk about a garbage set of football games. Now, I know Pat's exciting, excited because his team won, mm-hmm. and you always take exception. When your team wins, you don't care how it happens. The first half was sort of close, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like the, the Giants actually probably really outplayed him for yeah, the first, in, until the last two minutes. Plus, mm-hmm. Aaron, um, but I mean, that game, the second half was death to watch yes. because there was nothing. I mean, they were, it was a blowout. All four games, I think the average was a 19-point margin. I mean, that was a yeah. crap heap of football games as a collection. Even if you mm-hmm. like your the one team, you're, I mean, the other three were disasters. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not a Giants, if you're not a, a Packers fan, that game was dull it's city a as well. 25-point blowout yeah, in the I mean, There was just nothing, no, so. no juice in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that gets fixed on what a lot of people think is the best football weekend of the year. The this divisional. Coming? Yeah, because yeah. you get four games. Uh, it's the last time you get four games for the entire yeah. season. Right. Um, you get two a full weekend, two games each day. I mean, it's it's, it's unbelievable a lot of football how fast that went by too. I mean, it just seems like we were just talking yeah. about how football's back, and now it's almost over. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Good golly, I can't believe how fast. And I will say, I I got a bunch of uh, emails, and I, you know, I'm going through. I've got. I mean, there was a time I had like 200 new emails just sitting in my box with all sorts of urgent updates that I was not checking. The one that was, I would say, 60% of the traffic, however, was Keith sending me the fact that I lost the football picks thing. So, (laughs) yes, Keith, I got it. I lost the football. And I lost it on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Dallas Cowboys in the last week of the season, which, by the way, completely worth it. I don't care if it's the most meaningless game in the world. I don't care if there wasn't one person who was on the Cowboys roster the week before or the week after. I'll still take the win because it's the stupid Cowboys. There you go. All right. And just well, so just that. so you know, uh, the Patriots uh, defeated the Texans uh, the third game of the year, 27 to nothing. Twenty. I knew it was a huge I mean, loss. 27 to nothing. Good gosh. That's... That's embarrassing. And, and with Brady healthy and playing, oh, my gosh. Can you believe? And playing can you imagine so well how bad too. that's going to be? Oh. I mean, you know. Brady, I, Brady wants this deflate gate scandal yes, to end with does, him winning man. the MVP yeah, and then winning the Super Bowl so badly. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, I, and I, I'm you predicting know. 45 to 7. That's my prediction. 45 You're 7. going to give him a touchdown? I'm going to yeah. give him one touchdown. It's the playoffs. Because uh, uh, Osweiler played, you know, fairly decently over the weekend, so yeah. maybe it's forty-five. Don't look for that to continue. <laughs> Not against Patriots. Snow Not against Patriots. In New what? Snow and twenty-nine Snow in New England for that game. That's, yeah. That's cold. There you go. All right. All right. So we bla- we didn't do one piece. Of, no, but uh, the we prep. will. We will get um, to stuff. Uh, hopefully, uh, this prep is better than the prep that was done on the Lay's potato chips. Uh, by our producer, and we'll uh, check that in a little bit. But, but it's uh, fun to be back, Pat. Uh, I'm glad to it see you. It is, it. and, and uh, uh, Jeffy, it's uh, good to have you. Back. You're here too. Mm. Oh my God, I got to tell you how I missed you. <laughs> oh man, really? Oh, you ask anybody. Oh, ask anybody how much. A I lot have. of people. I I actually got several messages on Twitter who were saying, "Hey, you know, we're you know, we it sucks that you're not there while you've been gone. They've been easy on Jeffy, and it's terrible." Is that true? <laughs> No. Well, I don't know. Did we hammer you? Probably, probably that. It probably is true. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll fix true. that. Did we? Yeah, we will go, fix I tell that. you what. Go back and listen to Friday, because uh, I know that we were we were reviewing our company a little mandated 
thing of mm -hmm. what uh -huh. kind of person we are. And yeah. I believe Mr. Beck mm -hmm. started it off with, oh, it must say fat. <laughs> <laughs> that must be number one. So, no, I don't know. I'm if sure I left it at right. that, though. I'm sure I didn't participate. <laughs> no, of course in that not. At all. Of course not. Because, uh, you know, that's uh, the did, kind of person I am. Did it of course say not. fat? <laughs> I assume it. It'd be number one. Salt, it was yeah. his number one attribute. Okay. Was fat. Uh, you know, you can take a positive step toward uh, self-reliance. That's uh, a really good feeling. If you know that when things go sideways, you and your family are still going to be okay. It's kind of the thing you're supposed to do as a dad or a mom or a member kind of, of a society or, and your 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 household in particular. You kind of need to take these steps, right? I mean, it's like the thing you're mm -hmm. most responsible for is making sure your, uh, I don't know, family stays alive. And God forbid something goes wrong. You can't depend on the, the things you're used to. You can't depend on even capitalism in a short-term environment in, in particular to provide the things that you need. We've seen this over and over again with storms, natural disasters, terrorist attacks. Sometimes you need to have some food. And my Patriot Supply can take care of it for you. My Patriot Supply can get you fixed up for anything from, you know, just a few hours, like 72 hours, so three days to take care of, uh, you know, most eventualities. Or, it, like in this case, four weeks, which gets you prepared for almost everything. What, 90, 95 percent of anything that goes wrong? Or you can go all the way up to a year or more if you want to and really be prepared for like a zombie apocalypse mm -hmm. or you know a total economic crash that might take a while to to overcome i found the flaw in the system pat what yeah. i've done is i put my patriot supplies phone number into my phone and then mm -hmm. i'm just going to wait for the apocalypse to happen and then call so i don't have to spend in advance you might want not want to do that you might hmm. want to take care of that ahead <laughs> really? of time just in case huh. you know there's some mess up you, in you the communication system too you can't afterwards no. after the disaster that doesn't work as well okay. uh -uh. Hmm. Uh -uh. and you could do this for four weeks of preparation for $99, and the shipping is free. 888-411-5290. So. 888-411-5290 is the uh, number. Call them now. Get set up. Preparewiththeblaze.com on the web. Preparewiththeblaze.com. It's Pat and Stu. Hi. Uh, with Stu actually here, which is yeah. you know, you know you've somewhat been different sick. than the it has fact been. That, what have we done? Four hours today? I mean, this is our mm -hmm. fourth hour of broadcast, and I'm, I'm like, exhausted. I'm actually really tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I wasn't even, you know, like, I didn't even talk the whole time on the other show. And uh, I'm actually and now physically you're, tired. you're spent. Yeah, it's like how Jeffy must feel, you know, with a stare. Yeah. Is that right? You know, if you had to go up that hole. And not just one stare. You can, well, you're not going to get up two. I'm trying to make it realistic here. You know? uh, so, uh, did you see this uh, from CBS? I guess this is CBS Radio uh, News. Did a report on the Trump um, uh, attacker. So, uh, you know, you guys, I'm sure, talked about this uh, last week. But a guy... The four uh, kids. Four kids in, beat up... Four a, black kids in Chicago. Supposedly beat up a... I mean, they definitely beat up and tortured, basically, a disabled kid, right? Right. Um, from what I read, it wasn't entirely clear that the kid that was being beat up was actually a Trump supporter, but they were treating him, at least, as a Trump supporter. Right. Um, and, and that may have been just because he was white and they assumed... Or right. maybe he said something positive about Trump. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but was, uh, this is kind of an interesting media moment in that. He, this story, so the story is four black teens beat up a white kid. Listen to this radio report. 
The viral video of a beating and knife attack in Chicago suggests the assault had racial overtones. CBS's Dean Reynolds tells us the victim is described as a mentally challenged teenager. In the video, he is choked and repeatedly called the N-word. His clothes are slashed and he is terrorized with a knife. His alleged captors repeatedly reference Donald Trump. Police are holding four people in connection with the attack. Now, that is amazing. It's amazing. If never, you listen to that. Never do they mention that the victim was white and the perpetrators were black. Because, I mean, why, you know, it's a weird thing. Uh, because the black perpetrators are calling mm. the white person the N-word. Right. And then they're, the attackers, who are mm. black, are referencing Donald Trump. But when you hear it out of context, what Jeez. it sounds like is, hey, a bunch of white people are beating up a black person, calling him the In the, the name N-word, of Trump. In the name of Trump. When it was actually the Trump person who was being beat up and was the white person in the particular interaction. Uh, now, bizarre. did they do that on purpose? I don't know. I, I mean, it, I... It's, it's so, a weird report yeah, either way. It is a really weird report, and they go so far out of their way to not let not you know what the story bl- is. Right. It's, it feels intentional, though. I mean, I, I listen to that radio station. That's CBS uh, Radio from New York, um, and they you know, have a format where they're basically just constantly doing you know, headlines, quick updates. And it's, it's helpful for me in the morning when I'm getting ready and stuff for prep purposes because mm-hmm. um, and you can listen to it like on TuneIn Radio or something because they'll list a bunch of stories. You'll hear a ton of stories. And even if I don't like their spin on it, at least I'm getting a headline and I'm like, oh, I got to look into that a little bit more before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I mean, I listen to enough of that station to not they're not like a hardcore leftist station that's constantly doing things like that. I mean, it's a pretty straight news feed. Um, so that's a really weird, um, really weird thing from and it may have been that. unintentional. Yeah. But but they were clearly avoiding saying that. The perpetrators were black. And that's pretty common, honestly, with news. It is common. I mean, that's not just here. But the fact that it was the reverse and they still went out of their way and they Mm -hmm. went out of a way to make it sound as if it was a racial attack against a black person. I mean, that really that is the way that was presented in a very video. He is choked and repeatedly called the N word. Well, there's no way you would think, well, okay, then the victim was white. (laughs) There's no way. So it's, you know, we're really bending over backwards to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I think it wasn't intentional. It does seem like it was intentional. That really seems intentional. Um, But that's, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, you expect that. I guess it's New York. I mean, it's funny because we always talk about how the, uh, you know, everyone's an elitist in New York and and they're always kind of like trying to push their will down the the way of the American people. Uh, But if you were a New Yorker, wouldn't you believe it at this point? I mean, they basically said, hey, here's our two worst citizens. Go ahead, pick out of them for the presidency of the United States. And we're all like, oh, great. I can't wait. I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be an elitist if you were a New Yorker? Uh, they, they took the biggest, they, they went to their, the, the back of the dung heap and pulled out two candidates and threw them in front of us. And we all like got ravenous about them. Ate it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of co- well, of course they think they're better than us. They give us <laughs> their worst and we pick them. I'd be an elitist too. And Texas offered you the best. I said, no, I, I no, thank so. you. No, no thank so. you. No. Um, but people are reacting to this uh, whole Trump thing very, in very difficult ways, man. Mm. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on radio, and we wanted to show you some of the evidence here. Uh, because we got into kind of the, uh, the serious aspects, I guess, of it. And, and you know, Glenn, when, the way Glenn, you know, is talking about these issues uh, today. You know, and just saying exactly what he believes. But, you know, like trying to be a little bit more understanding. Um, it's not really what we do here. 
so uh, let's look at some of the tweets. Uh, here is one of them. Uh, this, this is a guy. He's the climate guy. Um, and he uh, was very despondent about the way people are reacting to climate and climate change these days. He starts off his rant with, I'm starting my 11th year working on climate change, including the last four in daily journalism. Today, I went to see a counselor about it. I mean, I don't think I could ever go to a counselor for, you know, for the news. I, I, don't, no. I don't think I'd ever get there. Although, I mean, I'm sure there's something maybe. I'm saying this, but again, this is not the Holocaust we're talking about. This is a 0.9 degree temperature rise over right. a century. Uh, this is what is so right. frustrating about this. And it's not, I mean, I obviously say they're, they're saying all the worst things in the world are going to happen. And honestly, what they're predicting is far worse than the uh, uh, Holocaust even. I mean, they're saying it's the Holocaust for everybody, mm-hmm. not just in Germany, not mm-hmm. just in Europe, everywhere on the planet, everyone dies. So I guess in reality, they're, what they're saying is much worse. And the fact that they accuse us of being scaremongers with that attitude has always been uh, an amazing uh, feat of mental gymnastics. But uh, the tweet uh, storm goes on. Uh, he says, uh, I'm saying this because I know people feel deep despair about climate, especially post-election. I struggle every day. You are not alone. Well, thank you, Eric. It's nice to know. There are days where I literally can't, can't work. I'll read a story and shut down for the rest of the day. You should be fired then, Eric. Not helps. Uh, not much helps uh, besides exercise and time. And, and we. And I will say that last part does relate to all of us. Exercise is always the big cure. Whenever we have a problem, oh. we're just, we, we can't keep ourselves away from the oh, gym, and that's man, the problem. That's right. That's uh, right. Sometimes we become. You're like, hey, you guys aren't. You're not eating enough. Uh, you're working out too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could tell that's those are the moments of real are deep despair. That. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're almost getting too buffed. Yeah, uh, I get that one all the time. Yeah, um, you yeah. know. Uh, goes on. Uh, our friendly uh, climate uh, activist goes on. The counselor said, "Do what you can," which I think is simple and powerful advice. I'm going to start working a lot more on mindfulness. <laughs> Do what you can. That's super powerful <laughs> advice. I don't know Man, why. Man, is that powerful? <laughs> yeah. well, hey, well, do uh, what you can. You know? <laughs> wow, what a profound effect you just had on my life, dude. Thank you. I don't know why when I read that one, I, I, I pictured the therapist just rolling his eyes. Going, I don't well, know. Just do what, do you, what can. you can. I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Just please <laughs> get the hell out of my up. office. Your time's up. I mean, I, I know it's four degrees outside so it's really hot but see if you can maybe take off some clothing on your way back to the car <laughs> do what you can uh but uh, do what you can do what you can uh, do what you can uh the We're sweet storm worried. continues it's actually fairly lengthy uh despair is natural when there's objective evidence of a shared existential problem we're not addressing adequately you feel alone mm. however Uh, You feel powerless. You may feel like nothing matters. Your relationships suffer. You feel guilty for not doing more. Think about what this kid is saying. He's he's saying that his relationships are suffering because of a 0.9 degree temperature rise over the last 100 years. Not in the last day. In the last 100 years. Years. Uh, Wow. Isn't that 36,000 days? Um, 36,500 days. It's like, I, you know, let's take this, take them at their, their most basic as accurate, right? Like they believe there is, uh, it's man-made, it's coming. There's no signs of it turning around from government intervention. And we are facing a real catastrophe. Even the idea that people like, I don't know, Elon Musk or somebody in that realm could come up with a scientific solution that would cut over a couple of decades our, uh, you know, our emissions 
by 70, 80, 90 percent. I mean, they're, they, they, obviously, with the exception of expense, all the technology exists for what they say they want. Right. It's just mm-hmm. too expensive at this point. And what mm-hmm. they want is the government to step in and force people to use it. But I mean, don't you have any faith at all inside of you that a scientist or an entrepreneur or somebody is just going to come up? Or, by the way, one of the multiple dozens of countries that don't have to deal with uh, with uh, the constitutional restraints that we have, all the dictatorships who might say, you know, maybe China will just spend 20 billion dollars and develop some new solar technology that will solve this for everybody. There's not even a part of you that allows that to enter into your mindset. You get so depressed you have to go to counseling over it. I mean, even as a person who is an obvious climate, you know, a skeptic, if we're going to use these terms, uh, and I'm not skeptical of the climate, but I mean, of the solutions that are proposed by people like this. It's like I even if they are right, I have enough faith in scientists that they're going to be able to solve these tough technological problems and will be able to adapt to them. That doesn't even, and it's just despair from these people. And it really does show. I mean, you could let yourself go down one of these roads. We talked about this a little bit on, uh, on radio and that we've all kind of been in moments where you feel like you have utter despair. And I, I honestly do feel that from time to time, but I don't live like that. I mean, this is, this mm-hmm. is affecting your freaking life. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you believe what you believe, but you, do you let it swallow you like that? Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, and there's, I mean they always claim this unbelievable evidence of, of what they're afraid of. And I, I don't, we, we don't ever actually see it in existence. There's no, the planet is not literally burning. The planet is not literally uh, upheaving and throwing us off of it. It's, it's not like... <laughs> Any, anything out of the ordinary well, is even happening. I mean, the things that would have... Why would you care about climate change, honestly? Why would you care? You would care, you care because, because it's, mm-hmm. it's causing food shortages. Few food shortages, violent uh, storms yeah. to be hitting in, in ways that we are not able to handle. Exactly. Um, uh, you An know. increase in the severity and the frequency of hurricanes right. that we were promised in an inconvenient truth. Right. We haven't seen that. We We've haven't seen, seen an opposite. increase in tornadoes. The we haven't opposite. seen an increase in drought. We haven't seen an increase... <laughs> In any of these main That's all indicators. about the same. The tornadoes so, are about the same. In fact, yeah, a slight decrease. Slight decrease. Yep. So you might say, okay, well, you know, ice is melting and eventually this stuff is going to happen. And, and you know what? Who knows? Let's just, we'll, we'll leave that open for the moment and say maybe, you know, the, that, that stuff will, I mean, like the, the, the sea level rise that they're talking about is not, it, it, there could be issues with that. Um, you know, if, if they're right. We would see a sea level rise of, you know, I, I don't remember what the latest um, uh, estimates were. The, the previous one was 11 inches over by 2100, 11 inches of sea level rise. I be, that's increased, I believe, in the last IPCC report. Um, however, let's say it's taken it's a foot and a half. If you had an 18 inch sea level rise, there would be issues. You would have to adapt. You'd have to build mm-hmm. sea walls in places. You would have to you, you might lose some valuable real estate. Uh, you might have to move people a, a, a mile or two inside the shoreline. I don't know. I mean, these are... Well, and that's for and, predictions. Right. That's not stuff that's already happened. Right, exactly. But even if you just look at the predictions, <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to react like this. And, and this is also something that is, as they will tell you in all of their reporting, how wonderful all the progress they're making in solar is and how mm-hmm. great the electric cars are. They will tell you how wonderful these things are obviously, when they get to the point where they actually are, people will endure. We've even said it. We freaking love the Tesla. We sing its praises all the time because it's good. Yeah. Not because it's, it's helping the environment, but because it's actually better than other cars. 
Uh, and when that stuff starts happening, you're not going to have an issue. Right. Um, we're running super right. late. I guess we should come back to this here, here in, a, in a little bit. Um, uh, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back with more patents too in a second. I just don't understand the panic. It's like, how can you, how can you live like Sense. that? How can you live like that? Triple eight seven two seven back. We're talking about this uh, despondent journalist uh, who is starting his eleventh year working on climate change, oh, no. including uh, the last four in daily journalism, and he had to go see a counselor about it because he's not getting the results he wants. We haven't spent ten trillion dollars to deal with this point nine degree temperature rise over the last one hundred years. And the 20-year pause that we're now seeing uh, in the temperature rise. But he's pretty upset about it. And uh, he's going into despair. There are days when he literally can't even work. Over yeah, really terrible. Um, he says, uh, what the hell am I supposed to do? Write another blog post? <laughs> Our Secretary of State is the effing Exxon CEO. <laughs> that is a... That must be a tough moment, I would say. I love it. Uh, Good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I that's tough for him. I mean, it, we've been critical of Exxon, <laughs> not for them being too much of deniers, but no. the fact that they've just been embracing every other technology and, and all their advertising seems to be focused on everything else they do other than, I don't know, fuel civilization. And they, they seem to be caving in to the global warmists. They seem to be granting them their point by saying, right. yes, we are polluting the earth, but we're trying to do a lot better now. And I think they've just realized and that that's the better way to go. I guess so. Pu public, like instead of fighting it, just say, oh, no, we're part of the solution. And, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, I, I don't mean it unless like they're blowing it off. They've take, they spent millions and millions of dollars on this stuff. This is not a, this is not a passing thing. They've spent way more in, uh, in activities that would make this guy happy than, it is, than they more. have, like, donating to a free market think tank that opposes climate regulation. I mean, they, they did that, you know, 20 years ago uh, for a short period of time, which, by the way, I have no problem with. They should be able to freaking donate to free market think tanks, and they, sh they should. Um, but they realized mm -hmm. it was a PR nightmare, um, so they stopped doing it a long, 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 long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's, you know, they... They've tried to hammer Exxon ever since, and, and they're the face of this because they're the biggest company. But, I mean, it really is a BS argument at this point. And, by the way, Eric is a perfect example of what uh, Simon Sinek was talking about on the radio show today, of a millennial that just wants to make a difference and can't, so he just wants to go away. He can't make a difference. He wants to be <laughs> Yeah. I can't. I don't know if he's a millennial. I mean, he looks like millennial. a millennial. Born in yeah. 81. 81, okay. As, as people might know, I'm, of course, a millennial. Um, <laughs> by somebody's definition. There's one definition that says it started. It starts in 1976, which is the one I've adopted because yes. I was also born in 1976. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. So I was born on February 9th, 1976. Mm -hmm. Makes me one of the first millennials. I mean, I was a, a trailblazer when it comes to millennials, <laughs> and I think you see that reflected in my attitude all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I don't act like these idiots. Uh, this guy uh, has decided that we're effed. Um, number one comment I get is we're effed. Uh, that's not totally true. 
in order to save the planet, we have to confront this despair. So, okay, he's not saying we're effed, but he's responding to others who are. Mm-hmm. Climate despair on its own isn't bad. It's a sign you care. It's just hard to function when you feel the weight of the world crashing down. I mean, this is amazing. What? I, I would love to talk to this guy. I mean, honestly. And just have a decent conversation with him. Tell us exactly what is happening that you're so incredibly uh, in despair over. What, what climate problem is causing you such a pain? What is it? I would be interested to see what they refer to specifically. I mean, my guess is they would talk about, you know... Melting ice? I would say, like, you know, the potential for displaced peoples in third world countries. I mean, let's not talk about potential. What's happened? There's... I mean, because that's the new deal, is that this isn't something in the future. It's happening now. Catastrophe is on us now. Okay, what is it? Oh, the What's deforestation the in Southeast Asia right now is horrible. Is I, I can't even wake up in the morning. I, I, I honestly think it's like a lot of it is. <laughs> is that one of the deals? Deforestation in Southeast Asia. We'll have to look into that and see because I'm not familiar. I, with they're, I mean, they're, they're, made, they're turning it into a desert. Are they? Oh is that because Southeast Asians are cutting down trees? Yeah. It's funny because there's two <laughs> things you should know about change. deforestation. <laughs> two things that are important, I think, to know about mm-hmm. deforestation. Uh, number one, there's more trees on the planet than there were uh, before we started it. Uh, an because they keep replanting them. Yeah. Um, uh, secondarily, though, and, and I think more importantly, is uh, we've basically only had a civilization that anyone would care about keeping since we started deforestation. Uh, forests suck. <laughs> okay? Trees get in the way yeah. of, I don't know, roads and yeah. homes. McDonald's, so. Hardee's, uh, all the things that are good about Gardens. Life. There's not a lot of um, gardens in the forest. You ever go to that forest no, Taco not. Bell? No, you no, haven't. No, no. Uh, because there isn't no. one. The only thing good in the forest. the forest farms? Those are just trees. Those are just trees. The farms is where they grow food. Right. I mean, there's no trees there. Granted, I will give you Keebler. I will give you that. Uh, the elves in the tree, that's they the make delicious cookies. It's one though. freaking tree, though. It's one. <laughs> only one. All the okay? trees on Earth, that's it. Don't cut that one down. I'm with you on that. Okay? <laughs> but beyond that... Certainly uh, not until you evacuate the elves, at least. Right. You know. No. Uh, I mean, I think it goes... To, it's one of those things where you can get down those roads. And, you know, Glenn certainly goes down these roads sometimes where he says... If X happens, then Y will happen, then Z will happen, then we'll start over at A, B, C, D, and E mm-hmm. is really terrifying. And I think a lot of times, not just Glenn, not just people uh, you know, like this guy from, on the climate, you, you overestimate uh, your certainty on all of those steps occurring in order. Sure. Um, and a lot of times they just don't happen. Sure. But you know? they don't buy into anything that Glenn is saying. No, of course well, not. But they, he's crazy for even saying it. But damn it, do they expect us to go with yep. them on yes. all, all of, of this global warming hysteria. Yeah. And the fact is, they're in the minority here. The vast majority of Americans do not go down that crazy path with them on it. They, I mean, there are some Americans that are concerned Many of us believe that there has been some warming, but it's generally paused over the last 17 to 20 years. Uh, And it's not a problem even then because warmer weather makes you grow more food. It allows growth to happen. It's only a problem if, you know, four or five more degrees from now, uh, which is not, there's nothing on the horizon that indicates that that's going to happen. Except their stupid uh, climate models, which n- none of which have been right. Yeah, they've all overestimated the heat. And this is why. I mean, you know, I think the average person 
um, when you have an industry that has made prediction after prediction after prediction and is continually overestimated um, and use scare tactics to emphasize uh, you know, predictions that were incorrect to the high side, it's hard to get worked up about your new ones. I got to say, it's it really hard. Is. It's hard. I think I, there's a much better chance uh, that we'll be able to adapt and deal with these things if they occur. And if they don't, we will not have wasted multiple trillions of dollars that we could have used to adapt, uh, uh, which is, I think, a good thing. I just uh, I noticed one of his problems. Um, last year, we lost a huge chunk of the Great Barrier Reef. We are literally ending existence of animals that were here for millions of years. Apparently, there's no other place for these fish to live. If, if that's true, <laughs> if that is true, right. if a huge chunk of the barrier reef was lost, uh, and I'll have to look into that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may attach different amounts of importance that we place on that chunk of the barrier reef. Right. And E&I. that's not to say as well of, you know, that's not what the s- cause was. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> right. that's, that's a whole a separate ship issue. run into it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be industry, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, that it would. would be industry now, wouldn't it? All right, we need to take a break. 888727 beck is the number. We're going to come oh, back in our yeah. utter despair and see if we can oh, the next break. I can't, even, I can't even move. I'm so, I'm so depressed about the barrier reef. Uh, so Hi. coming up, we have a Jeffy segment uh, in a little bit. Well, Yay. Jeffy will say things. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't. I don't want to call you out here, Pat. But I, you know, mm. every once in a while, you get one of these reports, and, and you feel so uh, personally abandoned and mm-hmm. uh, hurt uh, by mm-hmm. it uh, that you. I figure it's best to just come out and just ask you honestly if if, if this is true. Okay. Uh, this uh, comes in. It says uh, from Amy, um, Pat was indeed. Nicer than necessary to Jeffy while you were out. Said, quote, and this is in quotes, said, quote, thanks a few times. And even, and this is the part that hits me, and even compliments. No, no. I I hope not. I mean... Does she have a specific compliment? I, please, it, fill us in, I Amy. Mean, uh, if this is something you have, I, I assume, obviously, if something like that were to happen, you'd I, write it down. I can guarantee uh, you I don't recall a compliment, but there might be one in there. <laughs> it just really bothers me. Said thanks um, a few times. You know. Wow. I hope not, but we'll have to we'll have to check the tape and see. Because that's good. Look, I mean, you know, that's just because ridiculous. I'm out doesn't mean you let the thing uh, go to the right. crapper. I went um, to hell last week, if that's true. I, I must have. I, I, you know, I sometimes mean, you get the, you know, he's around and you feel like, hey, he's a human being. I'll say something nice to him. No, he's not. No, that's not right. He's not. That's not right. Being. I may have Don't lost my way yeah. for three days last week. And yeah. I, I well, that's good to hear. I'm glad we could sort that out. Yes. <laughs>
patents too. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Tonight is the uh, college national championship football game. Uh, I'm just I, I'd like to hear from somebody who's excited about it because uh, I, I don't think anybody on the show is right. You're you're not excited. Alabama, Clemson, so no, so I mean, I, I, Second year in a row, right? I, I have some passion to see Alabama lose. I do not like them. I don't like, they're the type of team, it's just like, eh, you know, they're the big bad boys on the block. They're obviously the best team in the nation and have been over for, and over and over, you know, over for, and over for and the over. past, like, let's just say decade, right? Yeah. Like, not every single year, but most, they're the, the team of the decade. Most of the time, they really are. You yeah. know, sometimes LSU is is right there, or sometimes Clemson is right there. and Ohio State. Ohio State some years, but I mean, Missouri. basically. Yeah. BYU is usually Oregon. there. Oregon. You know? What? BYU is usually right there. You know, like in the same sport, like yeah, they're in the, in the same sport at the top of the uh, top of sports world, well, the top of the independent of the division. <laughs> Actually, they were this year. Too. I would yeah. think they Notre would have Dame to be down so badly. <laughs> they finished off nine and four. That's pretty no, good. Actually, it was really good. They had I mean, a good year. They yeah, for the independence, it is for anybody. It is. It no, was a nine and four for a for, with a for tough this year. schedule. Excuse me. I said better than Missouri, that's for sure. Uh, yes. And I said for this year, yes. that's true. Uh, by the way, did you hear that they, uh, I'm sure you did hear, uh, but I heard a lot of advertisement for BYU opening up the college football season next year in Houston. Is this accurate? Yes. Uh, uh, it'll be their second game, but they are playing uh, uh, LSU. Okay. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, in Houston. So you got to go to that, right? Energy Stadium. Yes. Yes, got to go to that. that. Have to be there for that. That should be a great game. Yeah. Uh, the first game of the year is a spine chiller against Portland State. So, oh, not Portland. The Portland State. <laughs> the, the Portland no, State. Portland State, though, when you play them, you throw the records. Up. <laughs> Uh, throw away. Especially when you're talking about BYU Portland State. Oh my God! Because that's a rivalry that oh goes. Do, are they playing for uh, a trophy? Is it, uh, uh, I don't think there's any trophy big enough for that series. It's just too really? important. Yeah, huh. yeah. So huh. now they need a warm-up game before LSU. No. Yes, I'm glad to see that they did that because <laughs> yes. that's important. Yeah, you can't start the game. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you start the year with that game, and and it could go bad. Well, I saw that. Notice that watching. Um, I did watch a decent amount of college football, as you might expect, being mm-hmm. sick for an entire week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched some of the USC, the Rose Bowl, the USC. That was a pretty game. good game. That was a pretty good. But game. USC was, good was one of the teams BYU beat this year, right? No, you, they didn't play USC. Who did they? Uh, Utah beat USC though. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Of. Um, you know, the, the better team. USC the started out really badly, losing right. to Alabama fifty-one to. Three. 51 3. Oh, that's right. Then they lost to Utah. They were 1 and 3 at the start of the year, and then they won oh, think, eight or nine straight, yeah. right? Um, I noticed a bunch of people, too, saying, and I don't know if this penetrated your conversations at all, but a bunch of people online saying, oh, well, you know, this shows that the, the, the playoff system is not exciting. These games aren't interesting. Um, you know, the, the, the matchups aren't great, and the bowl system was better. It's like, wait a minute. All that would have happened in the bowl system is that people would have been making the argument that Ohio State was as good as Alabama. Right. You just wouldn't have mm-hmm. any evidence to show that, okay, Ohio State definitely was not as good as yeah. Alabama or, um, uh, or right. uh, Clemson. Right. Um, you know, like the fact that you got the knowledge that these teams weren't as good is a benefit of the system, not a bug of the system. Um, you know, what would be a bigger benefit is not to go back to the dumb bowl series 
it would be to increase the playoffs yeah. to like eight or 16 yeah. is what I advocate. Yeah. But let's start with eight. I mean, you could easily get eight games, eight teams into the playoff, yes. and it'd be fine. It's only, it's only one. You know, again, it's three total. One more game. Yeah. I, I have no – that's what I would like to see as well. I but like I actually that. like the – I'm not – into college football like I am the NFL. So I don't follow these teams well enough to know. I don't know all the ins and outs of them other than just like broad strokes. But, you know, I'll I'll flip that game on tonight and see what's happening. Especially, I will say, if Alabama is losing and it looks like they might get losing, I'm staying. I'll I'll get into it. Yeah. Um, And that might be the case. If they're up 17 to nothing in in eight minutes, I mean, they don't score a lot of points necessarily. So the games are usually fairly close for a while. But, I mean. Clemson's tough, man. And Clemson's good. I think Clemson has a chance of winning that game. Um, Got a chance. And and if they they show some life, uh, I'll be there. I will be there on that one. I will be there uh, getting into it. I will get like it gets down. You know, there you know, there's a drive left, and and they're down five points. And Alabama has the ball. I will be all over that game. It is kind of an interesting storyline, though, that Saban is going after his sixth national championship, incredible. which would tie him with Bear Bryant all time. And that's, I mean, it's pretty incredible. incredible. I mean, it's incredible what he's done there. Is pretty incredible. incredible. Yeah. All right. And he's uh, just like he, he's so good. He's like, you know what? We have the national championship game next week. Ah, go take your job, offensive coordinator. We don't need you anymore. He actually gets rid yeah. of his offensive about, coordinator. You know, before. Like, you can't wait one more week. Nope. And you know what? If he loses, every, people might blame him, and he won't care. He won't care. No, he didn't want to be here. I didn't want him here. I didn't want him here. Uh, Bye. It's out. like the one I always bring back to this, and this happens in the NFL too. Belichick is the example off the top of my head. But, I mean, Bel- Bill Belichick plays his guys in these meaningless games in week 17. Mm-hmm. And he'll roll them out there no matter what. All the starters. And it was a few years ago. <laughs> they had Wes Welker, who's leading the league in receptions. Leading the league in receptions. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there on the 17th week of the year, takes like three steps and just falls over, and they lose him for the playoffs. Nobody reacted to it at all. Now, any other coach who's playing their, guy, their best guys in a meaningless football game in week 17 Gets all would get crap destroyed for that. For that. Yes, I mean, would. Tomlin is getting beat yeah, up for would. having Roethlisberger yeah. in the game late yeah. in a game that and they were winning. Yeah. And, and he's foot's again, now in a boot. And he's one of the most stable guys. You know, his job security is he really strong. He fought back pretty good with that, too. Yeah, I mean, you know. But, I mean, it's funny because it just doesn't matter. You get to that level, it doesn't matter what you do. He went for mm-hmm. it on fourth down from his own 30 against, you know, Indianapolis. No one cares. That was a controversial thing for, like, an hour. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. When you're Bill doesn't Belichick matter. and you've won all those games, you get the benefit of the doubt, which you deserve. Yeah. Just a quick side mm-hmm. uh, addendum. To what you're saying about the offensive coordinator, you know who that actually is, right? It's Steve Sarkeesian, former BYU it quarterback. It. Right. It was Lane Kiffin before. Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. and now it's Steve Sarkeesian, mm-hmm. former BYU quarterback. A, apparently, like, uh, he, what's a, a un- lot of people think he's a, an up-and-coming offensive genius. He's running the freaking best team in the country. <laughs> yeah. Of course he is. Yes, and he's also well, been I, Washington I, head coach, USC head yeah. coach. He's had a pretty good career. He just kind of screwed himself well, I mean, up this for a is, while. This is actually, I mean, the offensive coordinator at Alabama is a stepping stone to the next big starting and head coach position. Like, I mean, it's not like Florida Atlantic. Florida not, Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's something with Lane no, Kiffin no. There was some. There, that's another yeah, deal. Kiffin yeah. is yeah, he's not well liked. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the deal no, is, but a, people don't like him. You, what's that being like, Jeffy? Like when you're when people just don't like you, they want you to leave all the time. <laughs> just find a college and smoke some dope. <laughs> Okay, good. All right, uh, Glenn addressed the uh, torturing of the Chicago man uh, oh, yeah. last week um, and wondered what will bring America back together again. Here is uh, Glenn's interview with Samantha B in the think tank. 
All right, I want to talk a little, there's so much to talk about today. I, I do want to touch on the Samantha B thing because it happened right before we went on vacation. But let's go back to the Chicago story. There's one other point that I think it's important yeah, to hit. So Don Lemon last night um, was interviewing someone about the Chicago thing that happened. And the, his guest said it was evil. And Don Lemon says, I don't think it's evil. He said, I don't think it's evil. I think these are young people, and I think they have had bad home training. That's crazy. Bad home training. That's what caused it. It's then not- I can say that about every Klan member. Yep. Every Klan member. They learned it. Anybody ever see the, the South Pacific, the Broadway show South Pacific? Yeah. You have to be very carefully taught to hate. Yeah. So everything can be bad home training. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. And it's, that's the window closing. That's the window closing. We have this aha moment where people on both sides are, their heads are spun just a little bit. They're freaked out a little bit. They don't know what's going on. They've, they've been shook. And if we don't get out of this pattern before it starts again, January 20th, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they just got to stop playing these games. Call stop it what it is. Stop playing the game. Just call it what it to is. To answer your question earlier, what's the solution? I don't know if there is one. Like, like, we can talk about coming together politically, but coming together politically won't solve problems like this. There will always no, be but, people like no, But see, that's my morally. point. I think that's what everybody is missing on what I'm saying. I'm not saying come together politically. Yeah. I'm saying come together principally. You come with principles. Everyone knows that's wrong. You've been covering it on, on the vault this, that started this week, yeah. which is all about the, the principles of the 912 project yes. and why that started. Right. Those principles are the core to what America is. Correct. And if you're going to live here, as doesn't matter, you know, whatever your, your sex, doesn't matter what, what political party you are, yes. we all live here for a reason. And that reason needs to be we respect others for what they believe yeah. in. Don't, don't attack others, but it's the, a, it's the principles. I finished a painting for the Oval Office. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's yeah. the life mask yep. of, George, of George Washington. And then I put tears running down his cheeks, but they're rainbow. Anybody have any idea what, what that, the point of that painting is? What, what, what do you think I was thinking? I'll give you a hint. It's called the mask of civility. It's the greatest painting, I think, ever, because I could sell it to either side, and I can make a great case, <laughs> and they both believe it, because it's true both ways. Let's take it from the conservative angle. You know how everybody's saying that we have to be tolerant? And so then we put on our best civil face, and we're like, okay, okay, I can respect you. And then what do the gay um, uh, organizations like GLAD do? Force you to make a wedding cake, and they'll tell you what your church has or has uh, cannot do. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the other side. They'll say, oh, yeah, no, we love everybody, but then their church will teach that you need to be stoned to death because you're, you're gay. It's this mask that we're all wearing. Instead of actually saying, look, I disagree with your lifestyle, but that doesn't make you bad and me a hero, and it doesn't make my church hate you know gay people and 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 you shouldn't hate my church we just disagree on this but on principles the overwhelming principle is that all men are created equal endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among them is life liberty and the pursuit of happiness i have no place in your bedroom i have no place in your bedroom that's where we need to get now that doesn't that doesn't go into politics 
we're only making everything about politics because that was the progressive plan a hundred years ago. Our founders' plan was your politics are your politics, your beliefs are your beliefs, your religious belief is your belief. What you want to do, how you want to do it, that's up to you. Let's just not kill each other. That's a novel concept and becoming more and more novel every day. I'm, I'm, I am very troubled about a lot of the things that we've seen, we're seeing, more so now that we've been working on a lot of shows Nathan and I actually have going up towards black history. And I've heard a lot of people make the, um, the comparison between like the 1960s and they're saying, hey, it's like the 1960s. No, it's not. I, I don't think it is at all. No. I would actually say we're closer to around the 1920s. Um, Oof. The reason I say that was, is, is because in the in 1960s, at least you had this, this resemblance of the church that was involved, Martin Luther King. You know, that, that was the basis of everything. Yeah. In the 1920s, they didn't. You had a socialist Marxist who was the African-American leader at the time, and he wanted warfare. And Marxism, the reason it applied to him was because class warfare. And he was like, look, basically, you know, we were slaves then, but now we can all be slaves. That's not what he told them, and that's not what the Marxists and Wilson, people like President Wilson, were saying. That's why I, I, I think, and now, nowadays we have BLM, who basically have said in their manifesto that that's what they believe as well. Yeah. Capitalism is the enemy, socialism is the answer. Yeah. The reason is, we just haven't been able to sell conservatism. We haven't been able to sell, like this is the, re we're, you, you're being free. But can I tell you something? This is, this is where people, I don't think, once they understand, and I, I wanna make this really clear, and I'll make this about my own church. I don't like the fact that I think most churches are like this, um, but my church is for sure, because I can only speak for my church, we like to get people into the waters of baptism. We like to say, you can start all over again, let's get baptized. So Christians will sometimes sit around and they'll say, he's so you know, angry or upset or his life is so hard and it doesn't have to be that hard. We're very excited to share the good news of what Jesus can do. But there's a point where it's also, I'm gonna be his buddy, because I want to get him into the waters of baptism, because I know his life will be better, but it's kind of this game that you play of, I'm going to be their friend. Hey, and then after I do that, why don't you call them and see if you can have dinner with them next week? And it becomes grotesque. You know what I mean? We have to start on the basic, I just love you. I have no agenda, except I'm going to find the way to love with you. Right. And, and that, if it's from a genuine place, this is what's happening, what I'm trying to do with the left right now is, is show when Samantha Bee came in, that interview, they ran seven minutes of an hour and a half. When, about two minutes into it, I said, let me turn this around on you and ask you why. Why did you invite me? What you didn't see is I said to her, I I'm done, Samantha, because she was doing the typical you know, show nice. thing. And it would have been good but it wasn't what I agreed to do. And I said, I'm done, I think, I think you have more than enough. She said, no, we're just getting started. And I said, Samantha, I can edit this into something that is horrible and you can't do it. She's like, but I'm, I'm not going to. I said, I know, but it's still going to be, you get a cheer, I get a jeer, or I get a cheer and you get a jeer. That's, that's not good. And she said, so what would you do? And I said, I would turn this around and say, why did you invite me? And she honestly said, because we're in trouble. And I think that we need to reach out in strange, to strange bedfellows. And then we started talking about, you know, she asked, well, what principles? And I said, the Bill of Rights. 
Yes, that kind of appealed to her. But then when I said, what appeals to you? What do we have in common? What concerns you? She said, well, I'm very concerned about the, the uh, refugees. Great, so am I. 4,000 people. We raised $12 million. 4,000 people we got to safety. What? Well, I really care about children. Great, we're saving them all over the world from sex trafficking. She had no idea. And love is expressed differently. We do it quietly in charity through our churches and everything else. They make a big deal out of it. Neither one is right or wrong in my opinion. It's just the way we view the world. But they care and they want to get involved. We're already doing that and they are too. If we can find that link, because that link links us back to here. Mm -hmm. The problem in Chicago is none of the four people could see a human being behind the eyes. Right. That's crazy. We'll kill each other if that's what, the case. What you did, though, is the very epitome of what the church, I know of some churches that are doing it, but they're reaching out in a way and saying, look, we don't agree on anything. But you were able to find something that you can both agree on, yeah. which was refugees. Look, at we both can actually help something. I do it because I believe it's the right thing. It's the moral thing. You might believe it because it's the right thing. Maybe not necessarily the moral thing, but you know it's the right thing. It's when I went to GLAD yeah. and asked GLAD, look, we're never going to agree on bakers, ever. Yep. And my audience will hate the fact that I wanted to meet with you. But they're throwing homosexuals off the roofs of buildings currently in Iraq and Iran. Come on. Yeah. We can't unite on that? No. But that's just because of politics. The real people, and I'm hoping that I'm right about this, that more people on the left and right are tired of the hatred and the arguments and the accusations that they don't want to see their neighbor that way anymore, and they don't want to be that neighbor. It's, uh, the reason I think you and Samantha B. work was because you talked face to face. Yes. Because uh, I had a similar experience over the holidays. I had two family members, one super left, other super right. And we were sitting together, sitting face to face. And I got, by the end of the conversation, I got them both to realize they agreed on much more than they disagreed. They might have different ways of taking on a problem, but they agreed on what the problem was. Yes. And... I think you and Samantha did the same thing, but it's because you talk to one another. I agree. And you know what? Uh, George Ling, who's the photographer that's done yeah. all of these pictures of me, he's the guy who started showing me the different language. And he would say to me, and this is why I pointed out to you, don't, don't say that. Um, uh, he pointed out to me, he said, Glenn, when you and I talk, when it's you and I, he said, we never have a problem. He said, but then I listened to you on the radio, and you're saying the same thing, but you're saying it to your audience. And I said, well, that's because they know more of what I'm already saying. They know all the backstory. And he's like, but that just pisses me off. And I realized on my side, to the left, I don't speak their language. And they hear things just like we hear things and go, what? What are you talking about? I wonder, we should get Don Lemon on. I wonder if Don Lemon could explain that to a place that we would go, okay, I kind of see your point. I don't think so, yeah. but could we? 
we all have different filters that we view the world through. And we all have different ways of talking and communicating to one another. And the only way you'll ever be able to understand people's filters and their communication styles is talking to them. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Oh, God. I all right, first of all, Let's I'd talk. like to talk a little bit about Elton John, Bernie Toppin, and YouTube. Elton, Elton John, John Bernie YouTube or YouTube? Toppin and Bernie YouTube. Toppin and YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Have YouTube? Or you sounded like you said YouTube. 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 <laughs> Is, that a, new Is that a new thing? YouTube? YouTube. No, I said YouTube. <coughs> okay. Us two or... No, those two. <laughs> okay. So you want to talk about Bernie Toppin, Elton John, and those and those, those two? two. Well, they're not those here, two. so you wouldn't want to we wouldn't reference them directly. Like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, Elton has uh, teamed up with uh, Bernie and well, he's teamed up YouTube. with Bernie since like 1968 or something. So uh, they had a break, falling apart though. They don't... <clears throat> that they got over and they teamed back up again. And now they are looking for more money. They're yeah, looking for more money. Mm-hmm. What are they doing with YouTube? After. They're doing a thing called The Cut, and uh, I'll let them explain it to you right here. Cool. All right. And here it is. My back last night, the Cut. In 2017, Bernie and I will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of our songwriting partnership. And some of our best-known songs were released before the rise of music video. So together with YouTube, we're giving new and undiscovered filmmakers from all over the world the chance to create the official music videos for Rocket Man, Tiny Dancer, and Betty and the Jets. That's pretty cool. Along with a panel of celebrated music and film industry judges, we'll select three directors and provide everything they need to bring their ideas to life. The winning directors would also be awarded a prize fund of $10,000 to support future endeavors. We're excited to see creative ideas that push boundaries, tell compelling stories, and give viewers something they've never seen before. Right. I'm a serpent. Yeah, okay. I'm a serpent. Right? That sounds kind of cool. And they're, giving you, they're giving you a little direction. Uh, you know, the Rocket Man's supposed to be animation. Tiny Dancers, live action, Benny and the Jets, choreography. And they give you a little uh, synopsis of how the song was, uh, you know, what what was the thought behind each song? Okay. Yeah, on the surface, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Bernie Toppin, reportedly worth about $70 million. Okay. Elton John, mm-hmm. last year alone, reported $41 million. Oh, That's his, net worth, his net worth has to be yeah. three, $400 million. Okay. And he can do whatever he wants with his money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so can Bernie. Mm-hmm. And so can YouTube. Mm-hmm. But they have this great thing, and the winner gets ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that all they get? Elton John uh, pees away ten thousand yeah. dollars a day. Oh, I'm willing. Easy. I'm with you. That's really bad. Come that's, on, that's, that's bad. not much incentive. Seriously, come on. Well, really? I mean, the notoriety of having a, the official 
music video for, it, for I, I know guess. it's really cool. I think it is. It would be cool. It probably give me a hundred thousand yeah. dollars rather uh, than the notoriety. Like the right that seems like the right yeah. number. I mean, a hundred thousand. You're not going to make ten million for it, right? I mean, no, no, no. You're not even going to make one million for it. No, but a hundred thousand dollars for the official grand? video. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. I mean, so they're going to pay for the expenses, right? So you're going to you'll get the expenses. Because I mean, that's what he said. Yeah, right. that's what they say. And then, but you still got to create something first. Right. You got to spend a little money up front before mm-hmm. you even come close to that, right? Yeah, well, to create something. We did a uh, documentary um, thing. Remember that? We did a documentary yeah. game show yeah, type yeah. of thing like that on this network. Yes, well, I wonder we what did. the prize. The prize of that had to be more than ten thousand dollars. Uh, what was it called? Uh, um, with what's his face from? Uh, yeah, the guy. Uh, the guy. What's his Vince face Vaughn's from company. Um, Vince Vaughn's company and uh, Peter and, Billingsley. Yeah, Billingsley. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what was the what was the prize in that? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Maybe wasn't it wasn't a cash prize. I don't know. It was something. There was some. I, I, well, with, and it ended I up think, airing, right? I mean, we aired the thing. I think, and, and I think it. I think it's on Netflix. The actual documentary that won. I think it is too. Yeah, yeah, it was the drug one, right? Yeah, the one, the, remember yeah. when the wrestler was wow. sitting at yeah. the. Yeah, popping all the on the pills and everything. Yeah, um, but yeah. I don't remember what the prize was. But like I you know, either. T- I mean, okay, it had okay. to be better than uh, that though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. I'm no, I think that's a that's a I'm good point because that <laughs> seems like it deserves a lot more than See, that. See, this is the sort of thing that the listener was complaining about. You just said it hit a just good a, point. A, <laughs> And I may, I may have said that once last week, too. That might have been on? the compliment she was talking about. He said, what was it you said last week? And I said, unbelievably, I think you just made a good point. You can't expect me to remember what good points no, I made. No, no. That's um, true. Do you have U2 news as well, uh, Jeffy? Or just U-toop? YouTube. I, I watch YouTube. Okay. Yeah, uh, you, I, I have that. I have the YouTube app. Interesting uh, thing by you too, which uh, I saw today, which I thought was might have been where you were going in that, and it relates to this, you know, old timey music and it was fifty years for top. Yeah. And, wow. uh, thirty years. Uh, yeah, thirty years since the Joshua Tree. Uh, this year. Wow. That's crazy. Um, and uh, that they, is crazy. You two is going to do a tour, the Joshua Tree 2017 tour, in which they're going to do the entire album. Like so, they're going back oh, wow, and doing cool. a, a, a you know a arena tour. Uh, that was such talk about album. a creative way to make money. I, exactly what I was thinking. That's where I thought you were going with uh, with Elton. I thought you were going to say like, and they're paying him twenty five well, million should. dollars. I, I was thinking about this as when I first saw Elton and Bernie. I was thinking, you know, why didn't they? I mean, instead of teaming up mm-hmm. with YouTube. I mean, they could have gone back and created masterpieces, videos of these old songs, That's and released cool them, yeah. released them separately. And made, and made millions. Maybe that's maybe, what they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, you know, look, you get a chance to partner with YouTube. That's a good thing. You want to do that. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, and so. They, right. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I am surprised. Cheap skates, though. Yeah, I'm surprised. From the list. Why is YouTube not giving them 100 grand each for these things? Uh, yeah. It's freaking, it's a le- legend. Th- and it's not like, hey, we had a song that no one ever heard on a B-side, a rarity <laughs> right. album. It's like, these are like the three of the biggest songs three. in his entire and career. Gone, and they went songs. out of the way on the site. I mean, they, they explain each song, Bernie and Elton sitting there. His explanation of uh, Rocket Man at the end, mm-hmm. Elton's going, you know, I never knew that. Can I also yeah. say, I mean, even if Elton and Bernie don't want to part with any of their cash, right. get a sponsor to pony up the money. Well, no, that's like, what I'm saying. Know, maybe the YouTube? world's largest uh, video streaming <laughs> right. service could do that's it. That's what I mean. I, I mean, the promotion alone they're getting is worth 100000 each, right, for yeah. each of those songs? Come on. Anyway. Crazy. That's really, uh, you're, yes. uh, that's a, I got to no, say. You, yeah, right? Uh, I mean, you a, don't want to, and we've already said I it, got, so don't. I, got, yeah, I won't. Don't. I, but I gotta say, he's, he's already gotten gotta more say, than he thought, deserves. As far as I'm gonna go, I gotta say, <laughs> as far as I'm gonna go. All right, more Pat and Stu coming up in a sec.
I, we we got to get to this uh, Meryl Streep bull crap yeah. from the uh, thing last night. Did you have anything else that was potentially interesting? I mean, we had some Lester Holt news to get to, but that's okay. No, oh, let's go. We're, 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 we got a hard pass on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Meryl Streep, awful. Wow, did she piss me off last night? Oof. I I thought I'd give the Golden Golden Globes a, a shot. Good for you. God bless you. I was bored. I wanted to watch something on my really big TV in my room now, <laughs> <laughs> and that seemed to be in four K. Four K. So, not that many things are in four K yet. So I started watching it. I only made it ten minutes. I mean, I'll send you some links for some four K viewing if you please like. do. Yeah, go ahead. No, you don't want Jeffy's. Uh, oh yeah, you're. <laughs> No it's problem. True. You do not. Come want on, they ones. don't have that in 4K already, do, do they? Dear Pat. jeez. Oh, that <laughs> stuff leads the way, doesn't it? <laughs> You're sitting in porn links with Dear Pat at the top of the wall. <laughs> Dear Pat. <laughs> Are you writing a letter Dear for you? Pat. Here you go. Dear Pat. Triple X porn <laughs> is good, and here is some of it in 4K. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, she got up on stage. I, I don't even. She was being honored for the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay, what is she? Eight, eighty-nine, ninety, early nineties, right? For Meryl Streep. Oh yeah. God, she's got to be older than that. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets up and starts babbling. And at first, I, I don't know if even the audience knew where she was going. But she's talking about how uh, there was one performance this year that stunned me. So I think they're talking. They think she's talking yeah. about a- an actor or actress. Yeah. It sank its hooks in my heart, not because it was good. There was nothing good about it. So then you're, think- you're thinking, well, she's talking about her part. Uh huh. Mm. But <laughs> no, she's not actually, mm. Jeffy. She continued, but it was effective, <clears throat> and it did its job. It made its intended audience laugh and show their teeth. And uh, you know, at this point, you know she's talking about Trump. Right. Of course. It was that moment. When the person asking to sit in the most respected seat in our country imitated a disabled reporter. Now, it was at that point that I said, oh, that's what you're talking about. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, that was horrific. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was terrible, and we talked about it at the time and for some time afterward. I mean, I, I honestly don't know how Donald Trump got away with that. Say what you will about the guy. You're a supporter. You're not a supporter. Nobody gets away with imitating a handicapped person in this society, right? When was I mean, the last? I mean, yeah, right? I can't, I can't, I can't who, even imagine who survives that. <laughs> I don't know. And you know, they're like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't imitating anyone. He literally, I, I think it Come was, on. it might have been Leon Wolf from the Blaze who did this today, who tweeted this today. He literally started the impression with, "You gotta see this guy." Exactly. Like, he and, was yeah. definitely then, impersonating him. And he him. still denies it. I know. Instead of he, he just letting it go. Yeah, I know. To this day, he acts as if that's another media fallacy about him. And it's not. That guy's, I mean, he's got to be in denial. got to be in freaking denial. I mean, it's crazy um, to even think he wasn't so, doing it because no, he was. And I can't stand, I mean, I can't stand Meryl Streep's acting more than I can't stand her politics. That's how much I think she sucks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, at this point, she's, I think, that's a f- 
completely fair criticism. And, you know, Donald Trump should be ashamed of himself for yeah, that. It's one yes. of the most disgraceful things be. we've seen in a he long time. He should have apologized for that. He However, that doesn't mean that he didn't win. I mean, he still won the election. I mean, you know, the American people get a chance to figure out what things they care about and what things they don't. We can all go back and find times. And we've done mm-hmm. this, you know, talk radio hosts have made careers off of this. When you go back and you say, hey, look, this past event was not treated in the press the same way this current event is. Uh, it's a very standard. We used to talk, talk, you know, it's like the lowest bar to we've clear. We've done it so many radio. times that we're, we, we actually like feel to do bad it to do it. We're like, I hate yeah. to bring up Bush, but, you know, it's like you feel yeah. bad doing it. But I mean, you know, I there's never been anybody. I certainly not a Republican that could get away with that. No. I, I can't even imagine no. a circumstance in which that would happen. No. I, I mean, you know, either. like people are like, oh, well, Barack Obama said the the um, the bowling thing. The uh, yeah, the, oh, the okay. Special Olympics, Olympics thing. Not I mean, the same. Not even close to the same. I mean, you know, it was a <laughs> I mean, he was impersonating. You just don't do it. Right. It just you, doesn't happen. You can't do that. So anyway, I mean, I, I was sort of with her on that. Then she goes down this. Uh, path of, and I don't think anybody knew at first what she was doing on this either, but she started talking about where everybody in the room was from. She's from New Jersey. Uh, Natalie Portman is from, I don't know, the Congo. That was the other girl. Israel. You know, and, and she's going through this lengthy list of people who are from Ireland and Africa and, and Somalia the, and whatever. All the nice people from Canada. Canada, like all nice people are. Eh, shut up, you American-hating witch. I mean, I hate that stuff. <laughs> so then she says Hollywood is a, a place of foreigners and immigrants. So if you want to get rid of all the foreigners, then you're going to only have football and MMA to watch. And of course, no one has suggested getting rid of all no the foreigners. One, no one, including Donald Trump, no. has ever suggested getting rid of all foreigners. And I'm just so sick of this stuff, it almost made a Trump fan out of me. Yeah. I, I can't stand these Hollywood elitists so much that, you know, it pushes you the other way, and you just want to accept everything he does. I, I just wish that, that they could remember that half of their audience, at least, is not as liberal as they are. And not for Meryl Streep. She does not have to remember that. All of her movies suck, and only people who want to impress themselves by saying they went go. Uh, so there's nobody in the center of the country that goes see any of her movies. So she does not have to worry about that. Oh, what about Bridges? What? Right, Bridges of Oh, that was I mean, horrible. Horrible. Movie. I'm looking horrible at. I'm looking back at what she's got. She here. was terrible ah, in it. Ah, Eastwood ah, should ah. be ashamed of himself for being in that. That Let, was just such see, a, That was an atrocity. Since 2000, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair. We're going to George W. Bush, past the Clinton administration. Okay? Uh-huh. What's she done? Uh, adaptation, which got good reviews. What was oh, yeah. another art art house nothing. Uh, the Hours, same sort of crap. Uh, Stuck on You. Um, which is just herself, that's nothing. Manchurian Candidate, which is, you know, I thought actually a bad, it should have been much better, right? That was 2003. Right? Yeah, 2004. Lemony Snicket, a uh, series of unfortunate events. He's probably shot that. She's not good in that. No? Not good in yeah, it. shocking. Um, Prime, don't know what it is. Stolen Childhood, who knows? Prairie Home Companion, come on. Uh, Devil Wears Prada, I guess it's she like one of her okay big roles. Right, yeah. but I mean, yeah. was that a role that you look at and you'd be like, wow. Only an Oscar darling could possibly no, pull that. No, because you were it's, rooting for the underling the whole time. Right. It was Plus all about anybody the underling. Done anybody anybody could have done, done that. Yes. It was mean, right? Like, it's just a mean role. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing... Sp- like, Glenn Close could have pulled that yeah. off. Absolutely. Just I mean, as well. I, anyone in that... Ge- anyone who's 
older and can act mean. I mean, that, that there's right. a, you know, could Sigourney Weaver have done that role? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Right? Like, and there's a hundred people. Benning. Yeah, anybody. Yes. Slide anyone into that role right. and you're going to get something out of it. You might not, you know, there might be something that she does a little bit different, but I mean, that is not, it was not a, a particularly challenging role. Right. No way. Um, then you've got uh, the ant bully. I guess that was the. Um, uh, let's see what other um, the evening. I don't know. Twenty-seven percent around tomatoes. Rendition. Uh, Lions for Lambs was an anti-war movie, which got was a bomb. Theater of War, probably another one. Most of these were bombs. Dark Matter, Mamma Mia, Disaster. I mean, what, seriously, one of the wow. worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Doubt. Uh, I don't remember. I don't Doubt. even know that. Julie and Julia was the one I pointed That's out. Good. If you're going to picture, I don't uh, think it's I, that I like good. that movie. I don't think it's that good. And I thought and, she was good in it. But she okay. was doing an impression and of Julia Childs. Mm-hmm. She's again, it's not a she's not a big part of the movie. Let's point that no, out. Dan Aykroyd could have pulled that off. He right. used to do Julia Childs. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd yes. could have starred in that. I fully agree. I would have rather seen it with Dan Aykroyd <laughs> in it. However, she too. like the movie is not about mm. Julia Childs. No, it's about no, right. a woman thinking about Julia Childs a lot, and occasionally she pops into the thing. So it's a minor role, really. Um, and But she does a good impression of Julia Childs. But, I mean, Jim Carrey did an amazing impression of Andy Kaufman. Like, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't mean that he's, like, mm-hmm. should he be getting every... I mean, he was much better in that movie than she was in that one and had a much bigger role. Yeah. Uh, so, again, uh, then another... Uh, got some... It's complicated, which was terrible. With that was, uh, I mean, oh, is that with uh, uh, Jack Alec, Nicholson? Was it? Yeah, was that? Or was it was Alec Baldwin. I was going to say Alec Baldwin. It oh, was, it was ba- Baldwin. Yeah, it was Baldwin. It was Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an okay. That was Steve okay. Martin. That right? was okay. And it was, you know, hmm. but again, she was not good in it, and anybody could have no, pulled that oh movie my gosh, off. No. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the there Iron no, Lady. Now, no she was Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady. Anybody see that? Didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Didn't get good reviews. I mean, if Meryl Streep doesn't get good reviews, it must have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, Hope Springs, uh, Girl Didn't Rising, Didn't see uh, Auguste Osage County. Anyone pull that one off? No. <laughs> no. Because it sucked, I'm sure. Uh, Into the Woods. I don't remember that oh. one. Yeah, that. Oh that, my gosh. That was bad. Nothing that was proves her point witch. better than and Into the, the Woods. woods. Yeah, that was yeah, the, she was the fairy tale. She was horrible. Awful. Yeah. She bad. went legitimately. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never necessarily. Until last night. Yes. Been with you on this Meryl Streep cause <laughs> yeah. about her acting. She was legitimately, uh, surprisingly yeah. bad in that movie, I thought. I really I think she, she phones it in a lot. Actually, surprisingly bad in the movie. And yet a she's still, bad and yet performance. this is what she's getting. This is what they Man. gave her last night at the Golden Globe. Now, look, Globes. you want to give her, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to give it to her. But, I mean, you know, she made movies that were she was well-known for in the 80s. And you want to go back that far. Yeah, you want to go back to Kramer versus Kramer in 1979. She was really pretty good in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, even want to give her Silkwood. that. Silkwood. Silkwood, which was filmed movie. here in this studio. We always must make that uh, yeah, statement. Yeah, of course, for some reason. Follow like up. anyone cares out in the audience. <laughs> Barney yeah. was filmed here. Yeah. As a matter of yeah, Stu, I don't know if you know this or not, but... Uh, because Barney was filmed here, we still have the Barney tree. We have the Barney yeah, tree in the back lot. And you know who else yeah. doesn't care? Anyone watching. None of them care. <laughs> no, they, uh, no, they don't. They, they, I think they're <laughs> super, super interested. I, I, you know who cares is us. Because every time, I, every once in a while, I'll be flipping the channel. It's like Problem Child will come on. And I'm like, oh, i got to watch Problem that. Problem Child. Because I was going to see that in this studio. When I was, on, uh, uh, when I was sick last week. I Talk fl- radio. Filmed That's in right. the studio. And I've watched those movies solely because of because that. Because they were filmed. Uh, Prison there. Break was on TV the other day. Some oh, 
station oh, is running wow. in syndication. I was like, oh, I gotta watch that because that's where I worked. <laughs> plus, plus we've got a, we've got a, a cameraman here who was a, a he was a hand he model. He was a hand and something else, a mm-hmm. prison guard. Very nice. Yeah, for prison break. Yes. Prison break, yeah. uh, but no, nothing <laughs> makes my point better, Pat. I, I have to disagree here. You said Into the Woods. Nothing makes it better than Ricky and the Flash. Oh my God! Did not oh, see that. That was so bad. Oh, she was supposed to be like an old rocker. An old right? rock did you, star. Did you make it through that? <laughs> no. Okay, because I I have you watched the whole thing? No. How much no, I, of it? The only reason I even started it was mm. because for Stu. Was for The only Stu. reason, and I couldn't do it. That's just so bad. I mean, she sucks. Let's and then this next one, is, the latest one is the same thing, right? Another singing thing, opera thing or whatever. Oh, is that Florence Foster Jenkins? Oh, yeah, which is on demand now. And I, I yeah. and it's not in demand. It's on demand. But it ain't in demand. <laughs> yeah. I have so little interest. Oh, it's almost to the negative scale. It's incredible. It pisses me off just to see that it's I available. Know. Yeah. That's where I am. Viscerally angry because it's available for people to theoretically mistakenly purchase. <laughs> I mean, she is just Terrible. the worst. This and I, you know, uh, well, I guess we're too late now. Yeah. Uh, we have All some right. other stuff we need to do, but we're not going to get to it right now. There's more patents coming up. Okay. Well, there's still a bunch of stuff in the in the 90s. We didn't get to Everything yeah, I mean, look, she's had a long career, right? but I mean, I didn't want to go through everything. But I mean, you know, you go back to the early 80s, you're going to find some yeah. critically acclaimed. But even like, I mean, you got Sophie's Choice. You got Kramer versus Kramer. And Silk. And I guess Silk would have been. We got Stu all wound up and now he can't stop. I can't. On the Meryl You're looking Street for thing. a defining <laughs> role. Okay, he can't stop. Okay, a defining role uh-huh. for Meryl Streep. Why is she so revered, right? Mm-hmm. You're, first of all, you're going back to the early 80s. Okay, to find something. Mm. You're, you're going to pull out Kramer versus Kramer. You're going to pull out Sophie's mm. Choice. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me Out of Africa. And that's all pre-1985. Okay? You give me those three. Okay, so you had a good run between 81 and 85. Let's just say, even though I'm not necessarily going to endorse all those performances, mm-hmm. we'll give her those. Okay? Okay. Again, Out of Africa is, not, is 56% a, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not like it was a huge, boring, magnificent, crappy crap. movie, right. too, okay. by the way. Then you're Nick. going, you got a decade to wait. Okay, nice decade to wait before you get anything else good. And again, what's good after that is Bridges of Madison County, which sucked. Oh, I hate okay. that movie. And then you're going, I guess, probably to, you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until you get Devil's Wear Pro- Wears Prada, which we already discussed. So there's your five <laughs> movies, okay, that would define her career. Three of them are pre-1985, okay, at the very beginning of her career. And then you got a couple, once a decade, she pulls out another one. In between, though, which is the most important thing, there is so much crap. You want to give me Brutus Bridges of Madison County, which I don't want to give you? No, I don't want to give you that. Thank one. you. Because that movie sucks. Well, and ta- so does the story suck. Yeah. Hey, a loving, wonderful, hardworking husband takes his children to a <laughs> fair miles away for a few days. Meanwhile, his slutty wife picks up with some drifter... She just meets at the door and does him while the husband's gone. Hey, beautiful story. Great story. That's Thank a beautiful you for that. story. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate Meryl. that. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. That's great. You felt nothing for her struggle as a housewife left alone. No, in I did not. Ugly for a few no. days. Farmhouse. No, I did not. She Raising shouldn't have married children. the guy. Or if she was disgruntled, she should have left him before she. Uh, she you had know, no other way. Took Pat. up with the drifter, with the handsome seventy-five-year-old drifter. I mean, come on. I mean, you want me to bring up She-Devil? Is that what you want? Because I'll bring it up. 
<laughs> I'll do it. I'll bring up She-Devil. And like you said uh, during the break, compare that, compare that to Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Let's Cruise. say, okay, Tom, Tom Cruise, obviously not as acclaimed. But listen to the movies that you're talking about when you compare the two careers. Why, why isn't he as, as acclaimed as Meryl Streep? Why is Tom Cruise not celebrated? Because his movies made money? Is that a crime? No, I think that's the point. So you start with risky business. The Outsiders, even before that. The Outsiders, risky business, all the right moves. But, like, you've already listed probably two defining roles. Here's another one. Uh, Top Gun. By 1985, yeah. he has three or four define, career-defining movies. And he's not anywhere from being done. And he's just getting started. Then you got The Color of Money, which was huge. Cocktail. Huge. Rain and, Man, but, which and, is a great movie. And at some level, this is unfair when you're comparing a box office guy like Cruz to Meryl Streep. Because obviously, he's got a million box office successes. But you go through Cruz's career and just pull out the art house stuff. But the pr- stuff like Collateral. Yeah. Like, he's got a lot Vanilla of... Sky. Okay. Vanilla Sky. I, yeah, I love Sky. Collateral. I like Collateral a lot, too. I actually thought it was really good. But, I mean, you know, Rain Man would certainly fall into that category of... of Rain Man. A, yeah. It was great. Um, yeah, I mean, he has... You know, and, and McGuire then, was and a great movie. And that's not even a fair comparison. Go to Tom Hanks. I mean, I would say Jodie Foster. Go to Jodie Foster's record. You're going to find far less clunkers in there. Oh, yeah. And she's got... She's got Contact Alone puts her above Meryl Streep. Yes. <laughs> Contact Alone. <laughs> I mean, she's got a really good, a really good resume. Uh, Meryl Streep sucks, I guess is the assumption. <laughs> yes, they are. The kind of summary oh, of the paper of Meryl Streep. And so, you're welcome that we pointed I, it out. We should think about her for the Deuce Hall of Fame. I, I, you oh, know where I'm going yes. on that one. Yes. Yes. You know where I'm going.